Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Okay. Welcome back to the CFML Modernizer <laughs> Die podcast, CFML News Edition, uh, episode 152. A little technical difficulty there, pushed the wrong button. Anyway, we're back here. We're good to go. Morning, everybody. Hi, everyone in the chat. Um, okay. Well, I'm Gavin Pickin. I'm joined again by <laughs> Daniel Garcia, Senior Developer at Order Solutions. And uh, Hello. We're, yeah, we're ready to go. Are you guys ready? Scott Steinbeck's ready. David Bellinger is ready. Oh, good afternoon over there, David. <laughs> be more ready if I wasn't scratching my nose when I thought I had another like two seconds of you <laughs> doing the intro. Yeah. My God, thank God. Yep, thank God. Okay, well, why don't we get into it, Daniel? Hey, right, well, as always, the first thing we always want to do is say thank you to our sponsors or solutions, the makers of Coldbox, Commandbox, Forgebox, Testbox, and all your favorite boxes out there. Now, a few ways to say thanks back to Ortis is to buy some ITB tickets and come to the conference. Uh, you can like and subscribe to our videos on YouTube. You can help Ortis reach for the stars. We got to have a, a sound effect for that. We'll, oh, we'll I'll talk. get it hooked up. <clears throat> star and fork are repos um you can install all of our github repos with eric's awesome little module that automatically stars everything um subscribe to our podcast on your podcast app um sign up for a free or paid account in cfcast we're releasing new content every week uh we do have a box life store if you want to order cool merch um cool t-shirts uh some really neat designs i really like the command box one that's up there says your server up um yep. And as always, you can buy Ortis's books, 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks on Gumroad. Yep, lots of cool ways to support Ortis, so thanks everyone who does that. And then uh, Patreon supporters, uh, we wouldn't be here without our Patreons. It'd be a lot more lonely in the chat, too. So uh, thank you, Patreons. We have 37 Patreons providing 100% of the funding for this podcast, which is pretty awesome. And we're 53% of the way to fully funding the hosting of Forgebox.io, which is ColdFusion's package management application and uh, works great with CommandBox. So we've got a lot of S3 storage for all these packages and uh, all the different versions of these packages. So that's what we're trying to fund next. And then uh, we have a Patreon-sponsored job posting as well. So our friends over at Motorsport Reg have two job opportunities, senior software engineers from Motorsports. And uh, basically... They're cool jobs. They've got a couple of good leads on there, but we're hoping to get them a few more here. So if you guys know anyone looking, please let them know. And we're going to share the video right now. Nice. And today with me, I have Brian from Haggerty. You want to tell us a little bit about what you guys do over there? Hey, Gavin. Thanks for having us on. Uh, first, we're big fans of the podcast, so it's fun to be here with you today. Uh, I work at a company called Haggerty. I am a longtime Cold Fusion uh, person that folks might know from conferences and so forth many years ago. And right now I'm leading a team at Haggerty, and we build a two-sided SaaS marketplace called motorsportreg.com. And so this last year, uh, we did hundreds and hundreds of thousands of event registrations for automotive and motorsport events. And right now I'm looking to hire two uh, senior Cold Fusion and JavaScript developers. So we've got a pretty large and pretty complex Cold Fusion app. And we're also building a lot of node and view. That's kind of our future technology stack. And so we're looking for two engineers to come join our team and help us basically build, enhance, and grow into the future. Wow, sounds pretty good. I know that you uh, did a lot of work with the CF Payment Library back in the day when we met way back in 2013 or something, I think, at CF Objective. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like basically battle-tested because you guys put just thousands and thousands of transactions through it right yeah the sea of payment was a, a a labor of love for me i saw something that was cool in another language and i'm like we need that in cold fusion uh, i can say that library has probably processed i mean maybe a billion dollars not not just from us uh from from lots of people who use it but i mean hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars so yeah we uh, we work at a pretty large scale and the other cool thing is that it's it's consumer facing so you know my my family a lot of my family are accountants and so the joke that I always make is you can build any kind of software anywhere, like you can build accounting software, but we get to build software for motorsports. And so one of the fun side effects of that is that we get to go to the racetrack 
and we deal with people who are really living out their passion. Like this is what they love to do for fun. And so it's a fun space to be operating in uh, and supporting them at that scale. Yeah, I definitely see uh, a lot of uh, pictures up on Twitter and I do get jealous. But uh, well, it sounds great. It sounds like you guys are doing great things in the community and uh, in the industry. And uh, yeah, so we got two spots available. So if you guys are interested, uh, check out Brian and we'll have more details in the show notes. So thanks a lot, Brian. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, everyone. Okay, so uh, as David's in the chat, he feels like he's seen this clip before. Yes, <laughs> we've played it a few times. Uh, yeah, we really want to, you know, support them for supporting us. And um, hopefully, if you guys are looking for a job, um, Haggerty Motorsport Ridge is a, a good opportunity. And again, they have had uh, a couple of people uh, go through there uh, through the system looking for two senior engineers. So they've got a few good candidates, and if we can get a couple more of them, that'd be great. So uh, we'll be uh, updating the video um, and, you know, not showing it quite as much as we go on. But uh, that's one of the perks of being, a, you know, a top-level patron is you get a little extra care. And so we wanted to, to show that there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so news and announcements. So we have lots of into-the-box updates. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, super early bird pricing ended um, May 31st, but we have early bird pricing still, so you still can save some money if you buy your tickets uh, this month. So uh, check that out. Um, and we have some uh, pretty cool um, conference edition podcasts. If you guys like our podcast, which hopefully you do because you're listening, uh, we've got some special um, podcast editions. So the Modernizer Die, well, this is the CFML News Edition. We also have a conference edition that we bring out when we're doing conferences. And so we have a few episodes coming up. And the first one that we released was about the conference with me. So you can uh, hear, hear uh, my beautiful wife asking me some questions about the conference. So you'll find out about Into the Box 2022, uh, you know, how it all got it started, where it began, uh, what's the format, uh, a little bit about what type of speakers we'll be having and all that. So if you want to find out a bit more about the conference, check out that conference uh, podcast. Yep. And the next one we got is the podcast series is Legacy Co-Conversion to the Modern World with Dan Codd. I've been trying to teach Gavin how to say Dan Codd's name correctly. It's Dan Codd because he is from the Boston area, even though it's spelled card. Yep. Uh, anyway, it's a special podcast for attendees, undecided attendees. It's got his Legacy uh, Co-Conversion to the Modern World workshop talking about how to take a legacy app and totally modernize it. Yep. And you will not. Yeah, so it's a great workshop, uh, great little conversation there with Dan, so check that one out too. Yep, and then we also have one with Getting Started with B2D, TD with Brad Wood. Um, it's another workshop. He's going to be talking about what he's going to be offering in that workshop, why you want to attend, um, all the cool testing stuff that Brad likes to talk about. Yep, for sure. And uh, the good thing is, it's like everyone's a perfect audience for this because everyone needs to do more testing, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep and so uh but yeah that's a good little episode as well and then one more little little update for you for into the box which is actually a big top secret announcement so you guys are hearing it first we haven't announced it anywhere else but this year due to covid and other reasons some of the cfml community speakers that we love to have every year are not going to be able to make it to this year's into the box but we wanted to include them anyway so we were trying to decide should we you know have them virtual uh during some of the sessions like we did last year because of the the change where you know some people be on screen everyone be there sitting but we decided after much debate um and if it's to maximize content and ensuring we have the speakers in front of attendees at the conference, the best option was to host a third track. So instead of two tracks this year, you're going to get a third track and we're calling it the pre-conference track. Why? Because it's going to be the week before. So the, basically having a dev week format. So the old Coldbox developer week, Autist developer week format, uh, we're having it where it's Monday, the August 29th through Friday, September 2nd. We're going to have five days, two sessions per day at 11 a.m. Central and 2 p.m. Central. And then we're going to be, you know, live sessions with QA, uh, Q&A via Zoom for those ITB attendee ticket holders. These are just for basically the conference attendees. So we will be recording these sessions and we'll be providing them to the into the box of attendees to download and watch prior to the conference if they weren't able to attend the live session. And I thought this would be great because on the way to a conference, usually I watch last year's conference videos on the plane. This time we can watch this year's conference videos on the plane. 
And so uh, the cool thing is, though, because we have all that all those content, we're actually going to try and get a another room set up on site. And so basically, we'll have a viewing area, so you can actually have a third track at the conference itself. So you'll have two live sessions with live speakers that you know you can ask questions after and and mingle with and and everything. And what's, we really wanted to maximize at the conference. But you'll also have a third track, so 10 additional sessions would be great content from great speakers that we're just not able to have there, and then you'll be able to watch it there. And then we're going to try and have a Slack room available for you guys to ask questions and whatnot. And depending on the you know the speaker's availability, uh, have some time for that. But basically, we're going to have three tracks now, so a lot of great content. And you'll have to wait till next week to find out who's going to be speaking at the special pre-conference. So... How about that, Daniel? You got a, a week of conference, and the week before, we're going to hype you up with all this ever great content from even even better speakers too. Like these are top speakers we just couldn't go without. Absolutely, and you know, again, it's always kind of funny we talk about this, and you're like, "I'm going to download all these and watch them on the plane." I'm like, "I have never watched a tech comp, a tech session on a plane. Usually, I'm on a plane. Like, okay, don't crash, don't you know, or just being chill." And I wonder to the room, to everyone in the chat, does anybody watch? tech conference videos or presentations on their plane ride to their destinations or is gavin just a uh a go-getter uh, i thought you were gonna say crazy person because we know that's <clears> all <throat> true but, <laughs> but yeah for sure um i'm gonna listen to podcasts too but uh that's that's just what i do uh, you know i can't i can't help but uh but listen to content and usually uh, yeah it's like stuff that i want to remember or i want to catch up on but uh yeah, yeah for I just want to chill with, right? Like a movie, like David mentioned a movie. Yeah, a movie or a TV show, I can do that. I don't have to think too much. And I feel like when I watch these podcasts or these presentations, I actually want to think and pay attention. And, you know, yeah. Gavin is overachiever yeah. with sound ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, or oh, you can watch them on the way home if you're still jazzed about mm. the conference and you're sad that it's over because we get that too. So, true. anyway, true. so. Anyway, so we have a cool pre-conference format, um, and we'll be bringing those speakers and sessions to you very soon. So, um, <laughs> Phil said the 10-hour flight could be boring enough for him, so he might watch some tech stuff too. <laughs> yeah. I would try and sleep, Will, if I was on a 10-hour flight. Yep, for sure. Okay. So next up, we have some new releases and updates. And so this one... Uh, this is a shout out to Brad because a Mew feature has rolled out to Command Box Service Manager Task Services. And I said Mew because Brad did a typo and Twitter still doesn't let you edit it. <laughs> so uh, that's where we're rolling with it. But this, uh, are, we sure, are we sure he didn't mean Mew? I don't think he did. But uh, yeah, a Mew feature has rolled out to Command Box Service Manager module. In addition to servers, you can now make Task Runner demons into a Windows Mac linux service as well so these are great for, uh, great for mq consumers file system watches or scheduled tasks so more information at the command box service manager book and uh it's pretty dang cool so now you make a task runner you can basically turn it into like a little uh you know almost not serverless but you know a little self-running task that just runs on an infinite loop and that's pretty damn cool that's very darn cool yeah and um, mu is in E-W, but it makes you think of Super Troopers, right? Where they all say meow. <laughs> so, so, not mew, meow. And uh, anyways, so, sorry, Brad. I had to make a little fun of you for that. But, but yep, so. But <sighs> next up, we have webinars, <laughs> meetups, and workshops. So a lot of stuff going on. So last week, uh, Overachiever Gavin was an online CF meetup. And so I had a session, when should I use third-party libraries versus roll my own? So this one, I tried to talk about the, the trade-off between using third parties and rolling your own, which in cold fusion development, you know, a lot of people like to reinvent the wheel and do their own. So I was trying to share my views of the pros and cons and, you know, try and convince you that, uh, not all libraries are evil. Um, yeah, basically that was, that was sort of the goal of that. And I think it went pretty well. So we have the recording up. Charlie, uh, was gracious enough to host me and put that video up on YouTube. So we have the link and it's shared there. And uh, I couldn't fit it all in one hour, which those who know me, I have 150 slides and I flick through them as fast as I can. I still can't <laughs> make them through. So this time I decided, you know what? I'll stop writing this presentation and I'll save it for another session. So I have another one, right, Daniel? Absolutely. <clears throat> so coming up next, not this week, next week, the 23rd, um, how to find, install, and implement third-party libraries in CFML with Gavin Picken and other meetup.com 
um, Charlie's uh, Cofusion Meetup, Online CF Meetup, uh, 9 to 10 Pacific Time. What's the specific time? Uh, 11 to 12 Chicago time, because that's the time <laughs> most people in the world care about. Yeah. <clears throat> Basically, in this meetup, Gavin will talk to us more about how to actually install them at these third-party libraries. Yep. Um, yeah. Including Java Jar. Man, my eyes. I read... It says even Java jar files, and I read even jar jar files. And I'm like, what? I won't, I won't ruin this by doing a bad impersonation, but uh, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, so coming up next week. Yep, very cool. Be there or, oh, uh, oh, and Charlie just posted it. Yep. Yeah, I literally just had Charlie uh, gave him the information right before, and Charlie's already got it posted. So thanks, Charlie. Awesome work with with that. We we love it. And I think this will be episode two hundred and ninety seven. So we're getting really close to that three hundred mark. And all of them are available, the, all the previous recordings. So it's a huge, you know, data hey, storage. Okay, Gavin, you just said three hundred mark, but you can't say Dan Cod. It's the same pronunciation. I don't know. I, I talk funny. Sorry. I have been here half my life now. Well, actually, half my life I've lived here, but I haven't spent half my days here. So I've still got a new, little New Zealand twang now and then. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, in case you missed it, um, and if you're not a patron, you definitely missed it because uh, we had our first patron only live stream series event last week coding with the kiwi and friends and so we had a special guest i had uh actually three kiwis joined us so we had uh me i was hosting it and i had adam cameron uh, join me to speak about tdd and tell me how i was doing it wrong and he reminded me several times that i was doing it wrong but uh <laughs> also we had kai Koenig, who's the german who now lives in new zealand and he's also a kiwi and he was there as well talking so it was pretty cool we had about i think probably about almost half of our patrons, maybe a third of our patrons show up for that live, which was awesome. And uh, we had a good time. We ended up cutting it off about an hour, 40 minutes or something, because we just kept talking. It was a good session. And we're building my my little app that I'm going to be presenting at Adobe Developer Week here in a uh, few weeks' time. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, we had three Kiwis in three different continents. And uh, the only one that lives in New Zealand is the one who's a German. So (laughs) that's kind of funny. But anyway. So so New Zealand, which continent is New Zealand part of? Australia? Oh, oh, that's what I was actually going to say. It's like, uh, is it kind of close to Australia, four or five hours away, kind of close to Antarctica? So uh, I don't know which one Asia. you're going to in. Yeah, so it's... Uh, Oceania. There we go. Yeah. What is Oceania a continent? No. Anyways. Oh, details, details. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, the, the cool thing is, is that um, since you are not a Patreon, you may have felt left out, but it's okay because we have it up on CFCast. So CFCast recordings, uh, you can go see the Coding with the Kiwi and Friends video right there. So as uh, I said, we, we walked through it. We talked about different approaches, like even something as silly as like, where do you put your folders? Like, which, how do you like to organize your tests? Do you put them, do you group them by modules? Do you group them by types and then by modules? Or, you know, like, how do you... We, we talked about lots of stuff and it was, you know, just really relaxed, um, you know, just chit chat. And we had the, the Patreons, uh, giving their input and feedback too. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I really did. enjoyed it. <laughs> yep. So uh, it was fun. And, uh, we have another one coming up this week, right? We do on uh, coding with Kiwi and friends with special guest Kai Koenig this Friday, talking databases, ORM and database testing Friday, June 17th at 1 PM Pacific or 3 PM central time. Uh, Patreons, check your emails. Uh, I know, Gavin, you were sending those out last week. There's something that didn't get pressed properly, but I think you've got it all figured out for this week. Um, so definitely check your emails. And if you are not a Patreon subscriber, it's not too late. You can sign up right now, or actually right after this podcast, you can sign up because you don't want to miss any of the goodness we're talking about. Um, yep. Wait, Charlie's saying New Zealand is a couple of big islands. His first time there, coming to Auckland on Friday, down to the south. I thought it was small. David, I thought you told me you could walk across New Zealand. Uh, well, there's one part where the island comes really close together, so you can walk from one side to the other. But, I mean, I think it's about 24 hours, maybe, drive from one end to the other all the way, including a oh, really? ferry, ferry boat ride across from one to the other. Yeah, it's I mean, maybe not quite that long. Maybe that's 24 hours around. I mean, it's it's not... It's it's really long and skinny, so you'll have to see. But yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. but we you did do walk. a coast to coast walk in a, in elementary school. We walked from the east coast to the west coast in one part of the Auckland Harbour where the harbours almost meet. So 
and Dan makes a good point. You can walk across anything given enough time. I always like the Google. If you ever, I don't know. Well, in Google, no, in Google Maps, it used to be if you mapped out from like say U.S. to England, that actually had you going through the Atlantic on their like map. It's like drive through the Atlantic from New York to England, and I don't know if it's still like that. But anyway, they might have fixed it. But anyway, so yeah, so Patreons, uh, you should get an email um, Wednesday. Um, but we also have a Patreon only Box Team Slack channel now, and I try to invite everyone there. And there's that special uh, Patreon only forum on the Autos Community channel too. So we'll be posting stuff there to get the link. So um, do you feel like you're missing out in the live stream? You want to get in the action? We have Patreon accounts from just ten bucks a month, so not too yep. bad for for, and- for live content. That's pretty cool. And, uh, and what's even just as exciting, I don't say more exciting because nothing's more exciting than, than Gavin and Shauna stuff, but just as exciting is our Ortis webinar in June, getting started with legacy migration with Dan Codd. Um, again, June 24th, time 11 a.m. Central time. Thank you for whoever put that in there. Um, they're going to be looking at the process of converting legacy CFM-based sites into more modern coding design, which has less overall code. I feel like this is kind of a precursor to his workshop, which looks really cool at the end of the box. Um, so definitely check this out. You get kind of a, a taste of it. Um, yeah. And you posted those links. Yep. Those links are in there, but yeah, exactly. So he's going to talk about sort of the plan and everything. And then at the workshop, you'll actually do hands-on, uh, what you're planning in this, uh, <laughs> webinar. So very yeah. Cool. And then we have a June Seattle uh, Cold Fusion user group meeting as well. So sending SMS messages using Cold Fusion and the Twilio API with Leon and Daniel. And that's June 23rd, 2022. And Seattle's on the uh, Pacific side. So we're going to use 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time or 7 to 8 Central time. Oh, man. Thank you, sir. It's Go just easier. Hawaiian to time, too, for those cool people living in Hawaii. There's a few of them out there. Um, but yeah, so they're restarting the group. So looking forward to getting up and running and join the meetup group and keep up to date on what's going on there. So very cool. And then we have Adobe workshops. So there's a, a few Adobe workshops coming up and some new webinars. And so we have a, a June 15th. So that's tomorrow. And then uh, that's going to be Brian Seppi's American Adobe Confusion workshop. And then we have on the 22nd. So next week, uh, Damian Bruendonks is doing his one. Um, and that's an all-day Cold Fusion workshop. And then we have a couple of webinars coming up too. So Mark Takata is going to be doing Exploring the Cold Fusion Administrator Part 2. So follow up from his Part 1 a few weeks back. And that's at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 12 Central for those who care. Uh, and then <laughs> July 28th, uh, Mark Takata is back with another session and he's making games with Adobe Cold Fusion. I wonder if he got inspired by my game that I'm talking about, my little quiz game or something. But, uh, so yeah, so he's going to be talking about how Cold Fusion's a, a great backend for making APIs and that's great to interact with when you're making a game. So that's a pretty cool one as well. So that's Thursday, July 28th. So lots of cool webinars coming out and there is a full list of all their stuff on the meetus.adobeevents.com slash coldfusion we can find out about all of those things. And then Karasoft's uh, last workshop was on the 7th of June. So that was uh, another Adobe Cold Fusion workshop with the CPE credits. Uh, and Karasoft.com has a lot of cool stuff on there. I didn't realize they had quite so much, but they've got Red Hat trainings and Zoom trainings and just a ton of trainings. If you go to Karasoft.com, there might be stuff for you. I know I looked at a few of the AWS trainings and uh, that I was like, that's pretty cool. I happened to listen to the Working Code podcast that where Brian Class was on it, talking about AWS. Um, I think it was from last September or something, but it got me excited about AWS a little more, talking about all the step functions and all those different functions and the three million things they have. And I'm like, I need to do some training if I'm going to touch that. So yeah, no anyway, kidding. just thought I'd mention that as a side note. So Too many cool things and too little time and energy. Yep, for sure. Um, Next up, though, we have CFCast content. Lots of great content, video content, free and paid up on CFCast.com. So what have we got new there? Okay, well, just released uh, Logbox 101, um, Log Levels. It's a whole series that Eric Peterson's putting together on all these different cool Logbox things. So there's going to be several more coming out. Also, publishing your first Forgebox package, um, the Forgebox admin. These are all Gavin's... um, I think these are your recordings putting it out there. Yep. Uh, coding with Kiwi. So the live stream recordings of what we just did last week and what we're going to be doing this week. Um, we also have a 2022 Forgebox Module of the Week series, two new videos. 
So if you haven't noticed, and we haven't talked about it enough, because I'm sure that's not the case, uh, we've been going through all the different podcasts and cutting out the uh, the VS Code modules of the week and the Forge Box Code Forge Box module of the week and getting them out there on YouTube and on CFCast, and so just getting all that out there. So yep. lots, lots of content. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely excited to be getting that out there, and I know a lot of people are really happy that we're doing that because that way they can. Uh, get in there and basically, you know, just get the piece they want. They don't have to go back and listen to the news, which is maybe a little old now, you know, a couple of weeks, months uh, old, but uh, they can get that, that little uh, VS Code snippet. I know Dan Card is uh, God. <laughs> yeah, doing that because uh, he's getting up and running with VS Code, and he's actually going to be doing some blog posts about that, and, you know, so we'll be sharing those too when they come out. So Nice. Pretty cool. Nice, nice, nice. And we have more coming soon. We have the last couple of videos from my series, Publish Your First Forgebacks Package. We got more from Eric Peterson's Logbox 101. We got more from Coding with a Kiwi and Friends. And then uh, there's a couple of new series that are on the way, the boxifying third-party libraries from Gavin. And then we have more Forgebox and VS Code podcast snippet videos every week. We'll probably have two a week until we catch up, and then there'll be one a week after that. So yep. uh, lots yep. of stuff, lots of stuff. So Oh, oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I should have mentioned this at the top of the hour. Um, somebody had a birthday recently. I'm not going to say how many candles would have been on that cake, but our own Gavin had a birthday on Sunday. So yeah. happy birthday. I'm not going to sing you, but <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, we had a small fire department do that for me. So <laughs> okay. Um, Next up okay. conferences. You want to tell us about what we missed last week? Uh, absolutely. So in case you missed it, uh, the U S VJS conference on Fort Lauderdale, June 8th through 10th, uh, beach code view. Um, actually, I didn't hear how that went. Did uh, any of our people go? I'm not sure. Did anybody make it? I'm not sure. Um, I know that I heard, saw a lot of cool stuff on Twitter, and uh, you know, some people that were speaking went, were in Amsterdam the week before, and then flew over to the U.S. for that. So they were really busy, pretty worn out, but they had a lot of time, uh, you know, good time. And there's some some cool stuff coming out again. I'm like, I feel like more and more left behind if I don't attend these conferences because there's so much new stuff coming out with you. But yeah. And the next one is the Apple WWDC, which I believe stands for, I don't know, Worldwide Developer Conference. I think that's what it's meant to be. I'm looking at their website to see what it actually stands Does anybody know what WWDC stands for? Anyway, um, we'll say Worldwide Developer Conference until somebody corrects me. Uh, that was from June 6th to 10th. And then um, we had a Quasar Conference um, coming up. Hey, thanks, Charlie. Um, the Quasar Conference coming up on Saturday, July 9th at 3 p.m. GMT. Uh, anything you want to know about Quasar or view, you can check that out. Yep. And uh, the call for speakers just ended on that one. But then we have that conference coming up. So uh, that conference. Uh, Which conference? That conference. Oh, that conference. Um, but yeah, so they're, they got a couple conferences there. They had the one in Texas in May. And then this one is coming up in, in Wisconsin in July, July 25th to the 28th, a summer camp for developers passionate about learning all things, mobile web cloud and technology. And, uh, they got good taste cause they invited Daniel Garcia to talk about his, uh, his cool postman and basically your code coders backpack, right? So what do you have in your coders backpack, Daniel? Uh, well, I have Postman, I have webhook.site, and I have ngrok. Those are pretty cool. So, And I have the Command Box 103 Tips and Tricks book. <laughs> the Command Box? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, there's blank pages days. right now. <laughs> One of these days. Yeah, so uh, a lot of good stuff there. Um, we also have Adobe Developer Week coming up, and I want to share my screen for this because they have updated, and you're going to like it. Maybe. So, I like it already. The Adobe Developer Week 2022, 18th to the 22nd of July. Uh, obviously, it's a great uh, developer week. But look, 2022 speakers, and you might recognize some faces. We've got Charlie Earhart in there. Uh, we've got David Byers, we've talked about before. Ray Camden's in there. Nolan Irk, we know him. Nickel, I've heard of before, but don't know too well. We all know Dave Ferguson and Pete Freitag and JC, Giancarlo Gomez, mm -hmm. speaking. Uh, Alfred and Brian class. I'm not, I'm uh, not kidding. Uh, Luis is going to be speaking. Uh, nice. is going to be there as well. I'm going to be speaking and Brian Sappy is going to be there. And then Mark Takata and David Tattersall. 
So nice. it's a pretty good lineup. A lot, a lot more speakers than last year because they've changed formats. And as we scroll down, you'll see some of the content. So Luis is talking about modern, functional, and fluent CFML REST APIs, which is going to back up nicely because right afterwards, I'm talking about building apps <laughs> of Vue.js uh, and called Fusion APIs. So we're going to build that little developer feud game and we'll be using Quasar to sp spin it up on Spa, Android, and Windows. So that's actually the API that I'm building for uh, the coding with the Kiwi. So that's what I'm working on is to, to be ready for this. But there's a lot of good content in here. Sneak peek into VS Code, VS Code Builder. And uh, there's a lot of other cool stuff in here. CICD, APIs, you know, some security, the APM. There's a lot of cool stuff. Alpine. Ooh. Ray Camden's talking about Alpine. He got nice. hooked. He actually saw uh, Luis talking about Alpine at DevNexus, and that's when he started looking at Alpine. So that's kind of cool. So, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. I'm sure this is Brian Class. I didn't know S3 could do that, um, but a lot of good content. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be really cool, and it's great to be speaking again. And, of course, there's a lot of other great uh, Cold Fusion community members speaking there as well. Hey, where did you see who was doing what? Oh, I see. Some of them have it, some of them don't. Yeah, I just know Luis's is that one because I asked okay. him. I was like, you know what we should do is we should try and get yours right before mine so you could do the API using my API and then I'll follow it up. I'm like, oh, wait, they're already doing that. I'm like, I guess I'll just uh, make sure mine's fluent enough. So, yep. yeah, so we can. Hey, Char Charlie, which one are you doing? Because I see that you're on the page, but they don't have your name in any of the sessions. Yeah, Scott's saying you better get started on the app, Gavin. Yeah, I, I did. I started last week at the coding with the Kiwi. I've started. It's true. There's, there's a lot more work there. to be done. <laughs> it's okay. I got a couple more coding with the Kiwis before that. We'll get it done. First slot on Monday. Okay. So which one was that again? Uh, oh, let me see. I'm looking at the agenda speaker page. Yeah. Uh, Confusion more modern than most realize. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I think that's the first slot on Monday. Yep, it looks like it. Yep, so they have four sessions a day by the look of it over those five days, so 20 sessions, so a lot of great content. We should just make it Charlie's session, whatever he feels like talking about. It's all good. Yeah. You'll learn something. No, but he's right, though. Like, everyone thinks it's dead. No one knows, it's, you know, he does half the stuff it does. And even people that are using it, like, I didn't know it did that. That happens all the time. So, um, yep. And then... Okay. <laughs> and Scott just lost a bit. Ten bucks. Charlie's is something about hidden gems. No, it's not, but kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a another cool dev week. And again, Adobe dash confusion dash dev week dash twenty twenty two dot attendees dot com. So definitely nice. go sign up for that. It's free. Even better. Do you know they're recording these? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. They used to release those as well. So. I can download them and watch them on the plane after I'm done with all the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where's your plane going around the world or what? It's <laughs> a lot of content. Go, go visit. Will. it's a 10 hour flight. Okay. So coming up next is the Vue.js forge. Um, they did change the dates. The new dates are July 13th and 14th. It's basically this big hackathon for Vue.js. Um, we talked about this a couple of times before. I wanted to get too much cause we are looking at the clock here. Uh, organized with a view school, um, take it up, take a peek. Um, they do they announce the project is going to be a project manager SAS app, software as a service. I know that one um, app. And so it looks really, really cool. Now, are you going to do this, Gavin? I know you're thinking about it. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, and it's actually building a little project management, like Trello replacement type thing. So it's a SAS app. So, um, yeah, I think it would be good. So I think of... Uh, earned a bit of time to, to do something like that and it'll be a good experience to you know meet with some other people and yeah i'm kind of curious uh how it'll be so i'm excited so cool okay so into the box 2022 is up next um we have it september 6th 7th and 8th workshops are available and just remember that the workshops have a limit we want to make sure that there are not too many people in the workshops so we do have a set limit so make sure you sign up for the workshops before they fill up uh, one of them already has quite a few where we still have some spots left in all of them right now but uh with early bird pricing i know people are jumping in there so uh, we keep seeing those tickets come flying in, so we're happy to say that we're filling them up, so jump in on those early. Under the box.org, you can find all the information in, in the blog on that site. It does uh, 
does get lots of content, including those podcasts we talked about earlier too. So check that out because we have updates almost every day. So, yep, sweet. Um, two things, As Charlie mentioned. Um, yep, some of the sessions do have names, some don't. So I guess they did it for some of the others, but some of the names are in the, the descriptions. Yep. Um, and then Scott is asking, is there a way to switch your workshop if you change your mind? Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. Um, as long as we don't, you know, tell everyone that one of them is full and then, you know, then somebody switches out of it. But yeah, just let us know, Scott, if you, if you need to change the workshop you're doing. And as a speaker, they also get a discount on those workshops too. So um, if you are speaking, don't forget that. Um, um, once you get everything confirmed and all your stuff to us, we'll send you the links to, to go sign up and you can register for your workshop at a pretty nice price. So another perk of being a speaker into the box. Yep, and if you signed up for Gavin's and you decide you don't want to do it, we won't hold it against you, probably. Yeah, because uh, Daniel's helping me with that one. He's going to be my I super am. TA. So, yep. Enforcer. TA slash enforcer. Pay attention. Mr. Pickin is talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's um, too much. So what do we got next? Okay, so <laughs> CF Summit, it's official. It's at the Mirage on October 3rd and 4th for the main conference, October 5th. The Adobe Certified Professional um, training classes and tests. Registrations are now open for just $99. That's early bird pricing. Early bird pricing, you know that's subsidized. And thank you, Adobe, for doing that. Um, So, yeah, grab your early bird tickets before June 30th. But did you see this? This previously was $399 for the premium pass. So they dropped that $200 more. So previously it was $99 for the event pass. And if you want to do the workshop as well, it was $399. Now it's just $199. So I don't know if that's because we told everybody it was too hard and they want more people signing up. Or they just decided they can, uh, you know, subsidize it some more. But that's a really good deal. So $100 for a certification workshop. It includes 100 hours of, uh, you know, video content and everything. So, yeah. Sign up before they change the price back. Yeah, no kidding. Is that the is that the workshop? I heard they just were updating a workshop where it's a little bit more challenging. Is yeah, that that's the one? The one. So yeah, it's not the specialist. This is the professional certification. So this is a, a much harder uh, one. Yeah, lots of content, but they're really trying to you know test you to another level to see if you're a true professional, not just a specialist. So um, yeah, that's what Mark was talking about in the the Adobe Slack channels. Um, so yeah, one ninety nine. That's a pretty good deal. Uh, we are working on um, having um, our into the box. Sorry, CF Summit workshops uh, from Audis, and so it'll be um, the days after the conference. It'll be the fifth and the sixth. We're just finalizing venues and everything now that we had official dates. We got to do the the legwork and get that confirmed. So hoping we'll have that uh, maybe ne- by next week. We're just trying to get all our eyes dotted now t's crossed there so we'll let you know as soon as we know yep but- and then the last thing with uh summit uh call, call for speakers is not open um there is no closing date yet but this with all things you know i'm sure they'll close at some point so don't wait uh submit soon yep i've already submitted a session i think gavin you probably have I've been thinking about what I should submit because I don't want to do the same thing as uh, Dev Week, but I'll probably well, submit a few. Yeah, no, I don't want to wait. That's why I just I put that in there for myself because I'm like, don't wait oh. too long. <laughs> yep, for sure. So, and then uh, as we mentioned, the certified professional, um, hundred hours of video to go over, and then you've got a one days of lecture, and then the certification at the end. So watch the videos, sit in class, take the exam right there. Uh, but it is no joke. It's definitely challenging. But as Mark Takata says, it's super satisfying when you pass. So you have to watch the 100 hours video before going to Summit, right? Well, you should. So that's a long plane ride. <laughs> it's a very long. That's like visiting Will twice back yeah. and forth. Yeah, especially if you watch it three speed. But uh, we also have End of the Box Latam coming later this year, 2022. We have December 7th as the date. So if you're in that area, um, keep an eye out for that. And CF Camp, as we mentioned, uh, no CF Camp 2022. They're hoping uh, maybe summer 2023. And then we'll... We'll go from there. Um, and yeah, hopefully it'll be good. I'm, I'm trying to learn some languages. So when I go to Europe, I'm not a complete fool. Um, but I just hope I sound more New Zealand than American. That's all. So we'll see. So uh, oh, David just said he got his. Wasn't that bad? Out of context, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Is it the uh, Adobe certification with 100 hours of content in the test? Did you get the specialist or did you get the new one, David? The the new one, the professional, I, I don't think they've done yet. So maybe maybe you're special. 
He is special. All our Patreons are special, Gavin. Come on. I know, but I mean, uh, anyway. So, yeah, apparently the, the specialist. Uh, oh, AC. Got, okay. Because, oh. uh, yeah, I, I thought Congrats. that. This, I thought the specialization uh, one was pretty easy, but you got it. So, okay. So, David's going to be our tutor. So, if you need to uh, study up for that, um, he's available. He's got it. <laughs> so, very cool. He's, uh, do they have different levels of like, if you score this much, you're like a super advanced versus just scoring this much, you're uh, certified, or is it just all or nothing? I will wait for David to ask that, answer that, but it's much more OO focused. Interesting. Hmm. Very cool. Okay. Right. Well, next up, let's talk about blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. And the first one, um, this one is from Ben Adell. And he said this one's mainly a post for himself. And that's one thing that Ben does and he recommends too, is like, you know what? Write your blog for yourself because eventually you can search uh, your site to try and find all the stuff that you want to remember. So if you start off your blog that way, it'll be helpful to other people too. But um, yes, this one is basically a permission slip to relax his previous constraints of his mind. So basically he, he used to do update methods, you know, and sometimes this method would update an optional relationship with the domain model. And, you know, sometimes that row wasn't guaranteed to exist. And so he started doing this little on duplicate key update semantics. And it basically, you know, allowed him to either create the row or update it, you know, depending if it existed or not. And, um, you know, um, basically it's kind of a nice setup. And so he walks through, you know, how he did this and used to have stuff like update this, if this exists, if this exists, if this exists, you know, type thing. Um, and then he decided to use an upsert. So insert into thing, set something on duplicate key value, you know, update. Um, but then he's like, well, if I do that, you know, it's kind of nice, but what about this, this name? Now the update doesn't really exist. It doesn't make sense because really it's creating a thing or it's updating a thing. So he's just basically saying it's okay to give it a weird name, like a create thing or return existing ID. Like it's okay to have these big long names because they're detailed. They say exactly what they're doing. And that's, you know, sort of a, as he said, a personal revelation. Uh, it's not a new idea, but, you know, looking at some of the stuff he did for the Mongo Java API, they have update one, update many, find and modify, find one and update, find one and replace, bulk write. So this is sort of the same thing, you know, so it's good to be meaningful, right? Clean code, use the name that's meaningful. We're not worrying about how many characters we have to shove everything into. So that's pretty neat. Wait, wait, hold on. Um, Scott said... <clears throat> Wait, he listened to my suggestion? So is this one of the suggestions from you, Scott, to, to change the name or to do an upsert? I think I remember something like that. I don't know. But out of context, it could be anything, Scott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was a, a good blog post. Um, I really I like, I mean, I definitely uh, I like the upsert idea. I started doing that in a few of my apps where you had some race conditions and everything, and we have another blog post soon that'll be talking about that. So anyway, what else do we have? Okay, from our own Michael Bourne, how can you use a JAR library in CFML? It's a blog post. He talks about how two different ways you can instantiate um, JAR files into your code fusion. You can do it the uh, the traditional way, I would guess, I guess. I don't know, maybe it's not traditional, but basically setting it up in your uh, application CFC and loading it up um, when it starts up. Or you can use the handy-dandy Java loader and just load it up when you need it. And also using Java Loader with Wirebox makes it very easy to inject and consume these different libraries. Yep. Very, very cool. And uh, I'll probably be using that in my uh, online CF meetup soon, showing people how to use uh, some Java libraries in ColdFusion. So that's... Did I post? I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, uh, I'm you, you do yours. I forgot to post those. <laughs> sorry, we got so distracted. Good content. Good content. Uh, so next up, we have one from Vildarun, and uh, he's in the chat right now. But this one, it's kind of a, a good one, too. I like talking about Logbox. Again, we have the uh, CFCast series on Logbox. But this is talking about automating automated archival of your <coughs> logs. So when you start using that and you're using Logboxes um, you know, efficiently and you're using them a lot, um, it can add up really quickly, use log files or database tables with many log entries. And so Wills talks about how to automate archiving this. Um, so basically you have ideas of like log rotates in systems like Linux. And if you're doing something like the rolling file appender or the DB appender, there's different ways to do it. And so, um, you know, he talks about some options and approaches here. So, um, 
I have to actually look and see how he's doing this for a few things. I actually have um, a couple of systems. I have database table names that have um, some some naming. So when it cr basically each month it would create a new table for those logs and it would just update, you know, basically archive the old table periodically. And that way I can remove them or move them to another database, maybe to a read-only database and get them out of the right database and stuff like that. So um, yep. I thought it was really yep. cool. I got to go through it and like, maybe I can improve <clears throat> mine. So thanks Phil for sharing that. Um, yeah. I, I definitely yep. think that's important with as many logs as we should be keeping. That's uh, uh, one thing I was reading through it. Maybe I missed it because I didn't read with the fine tooth column, but if you're going to be having huge tables, one thing you do want to be careful about is you're not constantly having it archived throughout the day. Um, if you've got too much data, you may want to think about just having to schedule tasks once a night off hours to kind of do that in mass. Otherwise your appender might be doing a lot throughout the day if it's always checking to see how many logs to rotate and, and so forth. Um, yeah. Something to keep in mind depending on you know, how much data you got. Yeah, and that's the other <clears> thing <throat> too. Like if you're using the system for, for logs, especially, um, you know, writing them, you want to make that as fast as possible to write because logs, a lot of writing. So you want to reduce the indexes. So what you want to do when you do archive them is move them over somewhere where you can add indexes or add a way to, to like read through them. That's more efficient because if you have a lot of indexes and you're writing a ton, it's going to really slow down your database. So you want to make sure that you have like almost no indexes to insert them. And then you can add indexes in your archival state or your read state. So that way you can actually do something with them. But uh, that's one thing people don't realize is indexes, uh, you know, index slow you down when you're inserting or updating, but they speed you up when you're reading. And with logs, usually you're writing, 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 so you need more, less of them. If you're reading, 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 you want more indexes. So just something to be aware of. Okay. What have we got next? Um, so another uh, blog post or podcast, um, sorry, blog podcast from Brad. We kind of mentioned this earlier about his workshop test box, getting started with BDD and TDD with Brad Wood. Uh, basically the podcast talking through, you know, if you're excited about taking his workshop, um, what to expect, what they're going to be doing. Um, nope, you're showing it here. Yep. Kind of, you know, what's the agenda and all that stuff that will be covered. Yep. So objectives, requirements, and, and a little bit of other stuff. And these ones are nice, short little um, interviews too. So don't worry, you don't have to waste a you know a whole hour or whatnot. They're just short, sharp, to the point, you know, basically what the ideal audience is, why they should attend, you know, what's it going to cover, requirements, etc. So trying yeah. to keep it short and sharp, but, um, you know, get the information you need to make the right choice and pick the right workshop. So I would say next to our workshop, Gavin, and Dan's and everyone else's on the workshops, that is the one not to miss. Everyone Along with more testing, and uh, never mind. They're all yeah, they're all pretty. I was good. trying to do a bit here where none of them you want to miss, and it didn't work out. That's all good. They they're definitely yeah. good. I want some coffee. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> next up we have a relational database table to prevent double form submissions and cold fusion, and so uh, this one is from Ben Adele. And he was talking on the Working Code podcast with Adam Tuttle. They're talking about accidental um, double form submissions when there's no natural key in the database to attach a unique index. And so uh, Adam had an idea. I listened to this podcast too. So Adam was suggesting you know, submitting a GUID along with a form post and storing that GUID in the target table. And um, it was a pretty good idea. And I thought it was pretty neat and actually have some... Uh, like some offline data sync stuff that I do deal with and, you know, been working with this type of thing. Uh, and the cool thing that um, Ben said is like, he didn't like that idea. He thought maybe I could have a separate database table that does nothing but prevent double form submissions. And the reason he does it is because it's easy to clean up because otherwise you're going to have that GUID in that table forever where you really only need it when you're worrying about the double form submission. So that's what Ben goes to try and design here. So, it's got this little double submission token. It has a token. It expires, and then you can use that expires date to go clean up. So he walks through that, and um, it was pretty good. He talks about you know how some double form submissions aren't so bad, but some are really, really, really bad, and it could be, cause a critical failure. And so um, I really like this. So good blog post there from Ben. Go check that one out, and uh, I bet. Uh, a lot of you probably have these issues and those double form submits have probably caused you a few headaches over time. We also had another um, blog post here from Order Solutions. And basically, we just started doing this recently because 
we couldn't keep track of where all our content was for the week because we're doing like last week we had three different podcasts that we released we had you know what six different videos on cfcast you know we got all these videos getting posted to youtube and then we have all these blog posts on the orders blog and to the box blog so one big summary of everything and so you can grab your stuff um, and not miss out on all the crazy order stuff that we're doing so uh hopefully you guys will like that one too and what else yep. do we have? Another uh, I2B podcast series. This one, the workshop, Legacy Co-Conversion to the Modern World with Dan Codd. Now, we mentioned this earlier, how Dan's going to be showing you in his workshop how to do a Legacy Co-Conversion and basically modernize it. Um, start with the CFM page and do all the things you can do to refactor it. What makes the site traditional versus modern? Um, start simple and work your way up. And this is going to be a very, very cool workshop. I've been kind of getting sneak peeks of what Dan's putting together and Again, next to everyone else's workshop, it's an awesome workshop. So it's, you guys have a, you people have a uh, challenge on what workshop you want to attend, but just come, come to at least one of them. Yep. And I, I like the, the, these workshops are real hands-on too. And so you're going to be looking at different approaches and his one is starting is real simple. It's just a CFML page and, you know, you're refactoring as you're going through it and, you know, and sort of looking at traditional versus modern and you know like what do we is it really legacy and you know it's really a cool way to sort of start integrating you know uh in my gotta start somewhere yep so really good and then next up we have uh, another one from tony junkies he's been working with this uh pdf box from apache and so in this one he talks about how to merge pdfs into one with cfml and pdf box and so you might be thinking, well, I can do this in Cold Fusion already. Why do I need something else? Well, the cool thing is, is that when you're working with really big PDFs and you, what do you, you're basically reading them into memory. Um, and the cool thing is, is that um, basically with this, we're using Java input and output streams. And so you can actually work with PDFs bigger than the size of your memory on your cold fusion box. So that is kind of a neat. So when you're working with, you know, thousands of pages and PDFs, like cold fusions just doesn't have the memory to be able to do all the merging quite the same. And so sometimes you need to drop down to Java and the PDF box from Java allows you to do mm -hmm. that. So a little bit of setup with command box shows you how to do that and how to update your application CFC and then look at the merge component. So, Again, it does use a whole bunch of Java stuff. So if you guys are wanting to use Java, again, this might be something I'll talk about in my <laughs> my session. Yeah, online online library because it's a it's a good example of when you'd want to use a third party tool instead of trying to write it yourself, right? This is where they have cool. the expertise to do so. So it breaks it down and and spells it all out. So this is really detailed. Um, in the end, though, pretty cool. You got a little couple little component paths here, and then where you go. So. Thanks, Tony, for sharing that one. It's a it's a great article for that. So, yep. Hey, Cold Fusion is a Java language, right? Yep. So it's on the JVM. Yeah, we yeah. have it there to leverage it, make it work. You know. So. Oh, look, Abilio is joined the chat. Hello, Abilio. Uh, so, in case you missed it, uh, last week we started off the uh, Gavin Picking live stream series, coding with Kiwi and friends. And I don't think we need to say this, but I'm going to, in case you don't know, a Kiwi is a a term for New Zealanders and Gavin is from New Zealand. And so coding with Kiwi is coding with the New Zealander and friends. And just for those watching, you can see a Kiwi is a little bird, not a Kiwi yes. fruit. Although if you take the beak off and the legs off, it might look like a Kiwi fruit. It's not, it's not green inside. Don't try that. They're endangered. You get in trouble. I felt very silly the first time I confused that with the fruit for the bird and it was awkward with Gavin. <laughs> he forgave me. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that, yeah, we call them kiwi fruit in New Zealand because there's obviously a reference. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're just kiwi birds and kiwi fruit, but you just call them kiwis. So kiwi. Ah, and apparently, uh, you're not the only one. Daniel, David didn't know that either. So there you Gavin go. is a bird, not a, anyway. Um, a little fruity, but yeah. <laughs> bird brain. <laughs> too funny okay so i thought it was fruit as well well kiwi is a fruit it's just not in context of the new zealanders yeah is do they actually have kiwi fruit in new zealand oh heck yeah okay and yep. um, try and learn something new on every podcast it's not just cold fusion people it's yeah although there is a lot of chinese uh, like 
a lot from China. They have a they tried to create a, a new version of it that was actually orange inside, and they had the brand name Zest Free. But anyway, kiwi fruit is just better. New Zealand kiwi is a fruit or a bird, and that New Zealand is in Oceania, and it's not a continent. It's not a continent; just a big island. Okay, so we had another uh, uh, vlog podcast series about the conference with Gavin Pickin. This one again we talked about before. This is your lovely wife interviewing you on the conference. Go check it out. You're yep. so much more polite with her than you are with us, Gavin. Oh, I am. Oh. Yeah, you, you talk so much more proper and I don't know, about trying, that. know who you're trying to impress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was, it was pretty funny. I was, wasn't sure if I should keep it a mystery or not, but uh, we're, we're blowing that. Scott was trying to figure out who it was. So, too funny. Okay. Lots of blogs, tweets, and videos, but we're up to find a job. So, cfmljobs.com. Um, we have a couple of new jobs posted this week. So, I'll share my screen for those watching. Um, so, we have a senior full stack developer from Boston, Massachusetts. Um, so, he'll, they'll know how to say Dan Card. Hard. Um, hard. Yeah, that's it. And a typical operations called Fusion Engineer at Remote. So a couple of good jobs there. 96 positions from 53 companies, 47 locations in five countries. And you can see there's been quite a few over the months there. And uh, it's a great place to, to post your job offering too. But we also have some other ones in here. Um, we have the, the Patreon-sponsored job posting from Motorsport Ridge. So they're looking for two senior software uh, engineers uh, to work primarily with their node Vue.js, Cold Fusion, AWS to improve their platform and build greenfield experiences. They've got a big 25-person team supporting 1,600 organizations with their SaaS CRM, commerce, and event management platform. And they have 8,000 events managed annually, and uh, it's pretty cool. They want to be the number one software for automotive and um, motorsport events. So if you want to join them, get in the seat. And then we also have uh, job offers up on the Auto Solutions website. Clear Capital, um, Carol from the Working Code podcast has some positions available up there too. And there's job channels in the CFML Slack team and the Box Slack team if you'd want to look for a job there. Okay, let's get on to the next piece. Forgebox module of the week. And this week we're going to be talking about the RabbitMQ SDK. So this one... Uh, I think it's had some recent updates and that's why we're highlighting in. I think we talked about it a couple of years ago. It's been around for a while, but um, the cool thing is it's RabbitMQ is an open source message broker software. It originally implemented the advanced message queuing protocol and has been extended with a plugin architecture to support streaming text oriented messaging protocol, MQ, telemetry, transport, and other protocols. So long story short uh it helps you do some cool stuff that we can't do traditionally with cold fusion um but yeah it helps you manage queues send messages consume messages um and then you know you can basically work with the rabbit client you can also set up channels and then you have messages and um it's pretty neat um the cool thing is when you do this right with rabbit mq you can actually have uh jobs being submitted from one thing or another and it can be consumed by different things. So you could actually have um, three or four different types of consumers or message senders and the queue can sort of manage them all. And so um, Luis has done presentations out in the years where RabbitMQ, you know, he had um, three or four, he had like a Java consumer and a Node consumer and a Cold Fusion consumer and things would add messages and consume them and, and let RabbitMQ know. But uh, if you've been working with AWS before, you probably use like the simple queue service or something like that where you have jobs that get spun up and so maybe you want to resize some, some images or video or send mail, you can basically put them in a queue and then go through and process items off the queue. And this is exactly what you'd use this for using, nice. it, using it for quite a few different things. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty nice and simple to get set up. Um, it is an additional, uh, you know, service you have running, but it's, it's pretty cool. So if you guys are looking at using something, some queuing system, rabbit is really neat, uh, open source. Um, we love it. And we're actually using stomp on top of this for some WebSocket type stuff and some of our clients, uh, and as you can see, there's lots and lots of documentation in here, some examples of how to start a consumer and which queue to point it at and everything. Uh, and then definitely want to check out uh, Luis's sessions about Rabbit and queue and queues and everything if you want to get started with that. So that is our Forgebox module of the week. Um, yeah, it's got some updates and adding more and more to it all the time. 
So Revenant QSDK. Nice. Now, oh, VS Code, hint, tip, and trick of the week this week. Um, this is a new one called Test Explorer UI. So testing can be a manual process, if not a complicated one. So the Test Explorer UI is an extension that helps provide developers a UI for running their tests via Visual Studio Code. Obviously, TestBox allows you to run it in the browser. You can run it in the command line or whatnot. Um, and this is something I think we should work on because right now it supports JavaScript and you know a lot of other languages. But we need to get it working with, with TestBox too. But if you are a JavaScript developer um, or if you do some of these other languages, this will work for you right now. And then uh, it's pretty cool. I, I like the way they've, they've got it set up. And again, for JavaScript, it works with Moshe, uh, Mocha, Jasmine, Kama, Jest. You know, I haven't even heard of a couple of these, so these are pretty cool. But again, there's tons of other languages of C, C Sharp, um, Go, Java as well, Lua, Python. PHP. So we got to get CFML on this list, everybody. Um, so Testbox one. Yeah. yeah, we need to get Testbox in here. So it doesn't run yet, but my goal is to try and get it running. So it'll be kind of cool. So if you are running VS Code and you're you know using one of those languages already, it'd be good to to try it out. And then yeah, I said hopefully we can bug Brad and uh, get it set up for ColdFusion as well. So. Um, so we just need to get a test adapter extension set up and hopefully we can get it going. So, and it's cool that it actually works in VS Live Share as well, which is pretty neat. So that Thanks. is our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. But next up we have Patreons. Patreons. So big, big thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Of course, these are the individuals who are personally supporting our open source initiatives, ensure the great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Code Box, Content Box, Test Box, and other boxes keep getting the continuous development they need. And side note, if you don't know what all those boxes are, I believe Dan Codd is going to be doing a session into the box, kind of saying these are all the box things and why they're cool and why you might want to use them. So a very cool session to, to look for later. Um, as always, you can support us on Patreon. And don't forget, we have annual memberships. Pay for the year and save 10%, which is great for businesses. Uh, Browns packages and up. Now get a Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscription as a perk. All Patreon supporters have a profile badge on the community website. All Patreon supporters have their own private form access on the community website. All Patreon supporters are being added to the Box Team Patreon channel, private channel that Gavin um, put together last week, I believe. Yep. Um, of course, and one of the huge perks is live stream access to coding with Kiwi and friends. You can attend live and, well, live and online <laughs> and participate in the conversation. Um, so go check it out, uh, community.ordersolutions.com. Yep. Yeah, for sure. We're, let's see, we're trying to get more and more perks back, and this is something that quite a few people had talked to us about doing live streams. And, and uh, one of them was not actually a live, uh, not a patron supporter, but we're like... I guess I'll have to sign up. Sorry, because uh, that or wait for the replay. But uh, yeah, we're we're excited to do more like that. We've actually talked about doing office hours too in the future. Um, and yeah, Scott said he was there. He really enjoyed the coding with the Kiwi and friends. So um, yeah, yeah. it was it was neat. Like I said, we're trying to make it pretty pretty relaxed, pretty friendly, and you know involve involve the group. So you know we're we're sort of talking a little bit about the code. It's a little bit of peer program, but a lot of you know just understanding different workflows and trying to get the best practices from everybody. You know, because like we do things our way, doesn't mean it's the perfect way or the best way. You know, best practices best as we know it right now, but really they should be called better practices because we're just trying to get better and better. They're not the best because we haven't necessarily found the new way yet. So that reminds me of a, uh, I think it was Dan Wilson, a session at a conference years ago. It's like best practices are best until they're not. Yep. And then he went and talked about all the different ways of when they're not. Yep. So. Exactly. Yeah. And everything's always, you know, contingent of the current situation and the inputs and figuring out the best way to get the right outputs. So, Pros and cons. It depends. But anyway, one thing we do know for sure is that we want to thank our Patreons, and so I'm going to murder their names right now. So John Wilson from Synatrix, Brian Gidonelli, I always say that wrong, uh, Gidonelli from Haggerty Motorsports Reg, Jordan Clark, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, he's in the chat, hello, Dan Card's in the chat too, Jonathan Perret, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Dean Maunder, Will DeBruins in the chat, Joseph Lamery, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Laxma Tirahadi, 
Calvin Stanton, Jeremy Adams, Dadia Lesnicki, Matthew Comente, Daniel Garcia, he's the host. Yo. <laughs> Scott Steinbeck, he's in the chat. Uh, Agri Tracking Systems is in the chat too. Ben Dedell, Brett DeLine, Kai Koenig, Charlie Earhart, who's in the chat. Eric, uh, sorry, Jonas Erickson, Jason Dager, jo- uh, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabasis, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Mundy, John Wish, Kevin Wright, Peter and Mary. We got lots of great supporters, and it's really cool to see so many in the chat. And I probably missed a couple that were in the chat, and I just haven't seen them. But uh, we got a lot of people and a lot of Patreons. And yeah, we just want to thank all of you, you know. And you can see an up to date list of sponsors on Auto Solutions website. We try to keep that up to date as best we can. That's at autosolutions.com slash about dash us slash sponsors. And uh, yeah, that's another week in the books. Oh, some Ooh. could be in the chat. You know what we didn't not do, Gavin? We didn't ask what Charlie had for lunch. Oh. <laughs> he told us before, you know, the other week that he was having some sort of bacon thing. And then um, I think you're wondering about Scott and what does Scott have for lunch. Yep. It's so, almost lunchtime for us over here, Pacific time. So probably just hunger time. No lunch yet for Charlie. Yeah, he's had Charlie. a busy day, I guess. Busy day. Man, it's like 2 o'clock, Charlie. Come on. <laughs> Oh, Scott's having a burrito. Good. So now we can leave. We've got all the information <laughs> we need for the week. So uh, we'll come back next week and we'll t- uh, find out who else is uh, going to be having their lunch. Shared I'm just looking for ideas because I'm eating lunch after this. So <laughs> Perfect. Well, lots of great content uh, last week. Lots more coming this week. And uh, you guys have a great one. And we'll see you all soon. Have a good one, everybody. See ya. Bye. Sponsored by Rubio's. <laughs> Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.